I don't even think we mentioned no. Stardew. This may be the first episode we don't talk about Stardew. <laughs> what? I know, that's right? That's the whole reason I, I followed you. What? That's just... That's, I know. That's I know. Right. Season two, man. Everything <laughs> everything changes on season two. Hello and welcome to Talk Ag to Me, the podcast dedicated to improving ag literacy around the globe. I'm your host, Brennan Black, and we're back again, once again, with a uh, consumer conversation, except this time it's a special occasion. For one, because this is the last actual episode of the season, second season of Talk Ag to Me, and for two, because we're bringing back a very special guest. For anyone who's been listening to this podcast throughout this season, you guys have to know by now, um, our, our good man Patrick here, he's back once again uh, to, to uh, educate us on everything that he's learned since our last conversation about agriculture, kind of answer some more questions he may have, and even talk about his own podcast a little bit. So Patrick, why don't you uh, reintroduce yourself to the crowd? Hi, I'm Patrick, and I am back in black, except I'm wearing gray, but it's close <laughs> enough. It's close enough. It'll be fine. <laughs> Hello. Oh, man. Awesome. Yeah, so thank you so much for having me back. This is uh, it's always a always a pleasure to talk with you, um, and you know, we've played a few games and had a few, you know, yeah. Star Wars corrections and things like that. So uh, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that was a good time. It is good times. It's good times. So yeah, so, I really appreciate been, being back. Yeah, no, it's, it's it's been quite a while since we last uh, last talked over the microphone. So it's. Uh, it's good to good to hear your voice again. I mean, I know, like you mentioned, we had some 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 gaming sessions, played some Splatoon two, talked about some Star Wars. Um, it, it's it's funny enough because Star Wars is actually one of the things we talked about in the last episode you were on, and that that question you asked, I don't, I'm sure you remember what it was now. Um, it, it has changed a lot of things for this podcast. Oh, really? Um, I mm-hmm. did listen to the, uh, one of the follow up episodes where you did talk with Star Wars. Um, I, I believe if I, if I'm, I'm, I'm going, I didn't I did. do my homework mm-hmm. right. So what would <laughs> remind me what y'all did go over? Cause I'm, I, uh, I, I do remember that. I'm like, huh? Oh yeah. I remember that. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. So you had asked me, uh, cause we were talking about, uh, agricultural technology, obviously, and, um, you know, new advancements in technology and all that sort of stuff. And you had mentioned, because I'm a star Wars fan, um, you'd asked me which star Wars droid I thought would make a good farming robot. Have you changed your mind on that? Because I feel like, yeah, you know, I still feel like the C three PO is it would be a good all arounder. <laughs> uh, no, no, I, I actually have have uh, solidified my thoughts in R two D two. No, I think but I think I, you're right on that. R two would be would be <laughs> a very good. When, whenever you said it, I was like, yeah, no, no, that would. He's absolutely right. You could pilot so many yeah. so much machine, machinery with R two, so that's good, right? And it actually influenced me to to want to create some merch based around. I don't know if I told you about this yet. No, um, no. I, I had this idea for a t-shirt I wanted to do based off of that conversation alone. Nice. Um, just imagine like, so you know like how, how an R2-D2 sits in a in a ship like in Luke's X-Wing, he has like the little astromech slot that he just kind of slides into? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So imagine a tractor, but it has one of those slots on the nose and there's and there's nobody in the cab. It's just R2-D2 sitting in the nose controlling the tractor through that. Dude, when you said R2, that is exactly the picture that I had in my mind. Like, <laughs> sitting in R2 and, and various pieces of machinery like that, the big tractors right. and combines and whatever. I'm like, no, that's exactly what, what would be perfect, yeah. Yeah, so I want to make a t-shirt with that on it. That sounds awesome. That sounds cool. And 
And to incorporate your C-3PO-ness, um, I wanted to have a field, like maybe like he's, you know, R2's driving away in the tractor, C-3PO's off in the corner with his hands on his head, and he's, you know, he's stressed out as always. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. That's that's perfect. That sounds fantastic. I want to know whenever this goes on sale, because I will probably grab one. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, no, I was thinking, like, you know, because we talked about how C-3PO would be, like, a good manager uh, manager droid, because, you know, he's... I mean, like you mentioned, he's he's the translator, but he's also the one that does a lot of the logistics work. Like he could have like a clipboard in his hand, and he's you know his hands are on his head, and R two's just driving away in the tractor. Yeah, because R two is a free spirit, and and C three PO is is uh, he sweats the small stuff very much. Right. <laughs> yes. No. Exactly. So I thought that'd be kind of a, a fitting T shirt, and and it kind of you know perfectly reflects our our conversation. Well, I am honored. That is fantastic. <laughs> but that that one question has has done a lot for this podcast surprisingly which i mean it's it's a very simple question it's kind of you know like an like an off the cuff kind of question but i decided to take that question and that conversation and go to online star wars communities other podcasting communities um you know all kinds of different online platforms and bring that question to them and you'd be surprised the responses I got. Actually, that episode I did on Star Wars was kind of, you know, because of that question. I'd asked it and somebody was like, hey, I want to be on your podcast to talk about this in depth. And that's what we did. That's fantastic. I didn't catch yeah. that, though. I would love to hear hear some of the dedicated stuff that like those merging of very cool uh fields <laughs> otherwise unrelated you know star wars and 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 agriculture i'm like that sounds really cool i would i would dig the heck out of that right yeah so it was, it was awesome i mean i, I want to get some more episodes like that kind of content out where we cross over different things that don't seem to to fit together um and we've done that a little bit i mean i did some episodes on uh, agriculture on mars and we talked about the martian you know the movie the martian about you know matt damon raising potatoes on mars all that kind of stuff oh yeah yeah good um, stuff yeah, so I've been kind of, you know, on a trend of, you know, combining unlike things to make them interesting for listeners. And that was kind of my my big inspiration from that was, you know, our conversation. I was like, huh, if one person asked me about Star Wars and agriculture, I wonder what other people would think about it. And so I, you know, that was kind of a, a big moment. So I'd like to thank you for your uh, for your inspiration. Oh, well, I, I'm glad to, to, is it the correct term to be your muse? Is that, is that, is that how that works? I think that's the right word. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, that's great. I'm glad that worked. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I am too. It was definitely, I mean, our, our conversation was fun, but you know, the things that, that spawned from it were just, you know, unbelievable. I mean, I had conversations about um, agriculture and video games. We talked about Minecraft on an episode. We were talking about, I mean, all kinds of stuff. So it was, it was a good time. Fantastic. Well, Hey, you know, I'll keep an eye out for the royalty check, you know? <laughs> <laughs> consulting fee you know <laughs> right right no that's fantastic dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad yeah, that that, yeah. Uh, that that inspiration when it hits is so much fun it's like oh that's an idea and then it just hits yeah. and builds and like and just comes out of seemingly nothing you know so those are always right fun. yeah no it, it was definitely a lot of i mean and i didn't expect anything to come from that episode but that episode was you know kind of one of the foundational episodes in me even trying to talk to you, you know, consumers about agriculture and to get their minds going about it. So that gave me a lot of ideas on, you know, how those conversations could work. So you kind of were a good, you know, for lack of a better word, lab rat for, for that kind of stuff. <laughs> I'm honored. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. I, I'm, I'm glad to glad to have been, been of assistance. It was a fun conversation. Both of them were. Yeah, no, for sure. So that kind of brings the question forward. So since that conversation, have you learned anything else about agriculture have you has your perspective been changed at all like do you go to the grocery store and see things and think of that conversation at all like have how has that conversation adjusted your perspective on agriculture 
Well, I guess I'm going to pivot that question a little bit because, well, A, I'm boring. I don't do a whole lot of grocery shopping. My wife does the lion's share of that and then, you know, store pickups <laughs> and everything in the age of 2020. That's that, that there's there's far less grocery shopping than even we used to do before. But um, I think where I've considered differently. I I listened to, I haven't listened to all of your episodes yet for the season, but I listened to a couple, but I also listened to one that you Mm -hmm. guested on, um, the, uh, geekology podcast, I think, uh, a few months back. Oh yeah. Yeah. I listened to that and I think you talked about the Martian and you ended up talking about a few different, you know, agriculture and different, uh, geeky type, uh, fandoms like, like star Wars and that kind of stuff. And, it was very fun to hear those conversations and how agriculture played big parts in plots of movies and things like that. And it, that had me thinking like, Hmm, that's actually pretty interesting. It's something I'd want to keep, you know, keep my eyes open for more whenever I'm watching media. It's like, okay, how does, how does agriculture play into this thing that they're doing or whatever? Um, uh, I don't watch a whole lot of movies right now. I'm actually working my way through uh, Mulan that just came through on Disney Plus, and so I watched probably mm. the first 30, 45 minutes. So now that I'm thinking about this again fresh, I'm going to be keeping my eyes open on uh, on, on the food and whatnot because you know she just got to the uh, the military base, and so I'm sure that um, mm. you know they got to feed those soldiers. So um, I'd be interested to see how uh, how that plays out and like okay, how, where, where are they keeping their food? Yeah, where did that come from? <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, we even saw in in the original Mulan in the cartoon, like when they're singing the you know a girl worth fighting for song, and they're walking past the rice fields with all of the workers out there. So you know, I I actually haven't seen a live action Mulan yet, but I'd be interested in seeing you know, like you mentioned, what what they have incorporated for that. Yeah. Um, but it's funny you bring up the geekology conversation because that was actually one that uh, was another kind of big you know milestone for Tuck Academy in terms of how I was learning how to how to you know have these conversations and make them interesting for people to listen to. Um, the host of, of that podcast has actually reached out to me a couple of times since then, and he says that he's you know he's watched movies, he's played games, and he just he, like it's almost like he can't unsee it now. Like he'll watch a movie and be like, huh. I didn't notice there were farms there before. I didn't notice that, you know, I never questioned how they got their food before. And it was, so it was kind of funny to see that transformation of, you know, perspective in, you know, in just something as simple as a movie you may have watched a hundred times that you just don't pay attention to that detail necessarily. So I thought that was kind of fun that, you know, that, that conversation even happened. I'm glad that people were actually able to, to catch that one. I'm not sure if you just, you know, listen to that, that podcast anyway, or if you, or if you saw it on, you know, when I posted their shout out or, or what, but I thought that, I thought that was a fun conversation. Actually, my co-host uh, brought it to my attention. She, she saw it on your social, I think. She's like, hey, did you see this? I'm like, oh, I did not. So but I, yeah. uh, I, I, I listened from there. So you, you can thank Becky. Awesome. Well, yeah, I, I appreciate Becky uh, throwing around my stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so actually, that, that reminds me. So, you know, I don't, I don't know how much you, you want to talk about it now, but you actually did announce um, a new development for your podcast to me recently. Would you like to, would you like to talk about that a little bit? Yes, I guess that sounds that, that would be that'd be fantastic. I appreciate it. We actually um, we did a unintentionally, but just kind of did all this 2020 stuff. We did, recorded three episodes for we weren't intending to do seasons, and uh, we just did three episodes, and it just kind of fell apart. Um, <laughs> uh, just with all kinds of stuff throughout the year, just didn't. Re- we tried to record a handful of times, and it didn't work. Um, and so we finished an episode. We actually recorded at the beginning of November. Um, it's mostly fully edited. Um, she's hmm. doing a final listen through right now, but that should be coming out. Um, I'm not sure when this episode will come out, but potentially not far off from when the, when this episode comes out and just be a little 
catch up episode not unlike what we're doing now we we kind of joke a call it a let's catch up on mic type <laughs> conversation um and uh, yeah but we have a few things in the works um hoping to get a handful of of episodes recorded relatively quickly um we'll, we'll see how that works out but we have some we have some have some plans so if you uh if you like some like some conversational type stuff, uh, the episode it will be four when it comes out. Will be a a good place to hop in if anybody's interested. Uh, Silly mundane things is the name of the podcast. Awesome, yeah. No, so this episode actually is going to be um, coming out on the twenty third of December. So um, if it's out by then, then I'll be sharing it all around and I'll be posting about it and all that kind of stuff. So ah, thank um, you. you know, yeah, no, my pleasure. I mean, anyone who's who's listening to this podcast has heard that name plenty of times. So I bring up the podcast all the time. Um, but it's you know it's definitely definitely a very enjoyable one. I mean, it is short because there's only three episodes out right now. But you know, with the new episode out, I'm definitely gonna be uh, listening to that as soon as it comes out because I've enjoyed the last three. You know, despite my um, my quarrels about your Star Wars knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I don't think Star Wars comes up at all, or, or very little. So. <laughs> <laughs> At okay. least on this episode, I don't think so. I don't even think we mentioned no. Stardew. This may be the first episode we don't talk about Stardew. <laughs> what? I know, that's right? The whole reason I, I followed you. What? That's just. That's, I know. That's I know. Right. Season two, man. Everything. <laughs> everything changes on season two. <laughs> That is unforgivable. <laughs> uh, we, well, we still have the whole Stardew episode recorded, so that one will probably come out. Excellent. A couple weeks after this one, we'll see. Excellent. You know, I'm actually in the process of trying to get a hold of the creator of Stardew, um, Eric Barone. Um, for an episode i think that'd be a lot of fun um uh, it, I, I would very much like to just sit on that call and not say anything no i'm kidding <laughs> that's fantastic though that's really cool what what um have yeah. you have you actually he, he's he's pretty responsive on twitter from my understanding has he has he been kind of some back and forth there see i've reached out to him and he hasn't gotten back to me on twitter yet so i'm not sure if i'm just you know if if i am not saying the right things or if i'm not tagging the right account or, or what but i'm i'm tagging concerned ape and i haven't gotten anything yet so hmm, okay. um i i went on i went on reddit and asked them and they all said that he responds on twitter so i don't know you know maybe he's maybe he's just not maybe he's being quiet right now or maybe he doesn't like me i don't know but um <laughs> i'm sure that's not the case he seems like a pretty good dude but i, I have not yeah. conversated with him on twitter but uh, uh my understanding is he's relatively responsive there he's also probably mm -hmm. deep on on that update that's supposed to be coming out pretty soon so it may be really busy that's true that's true yeah i might have to wait until the update comes out and then i'll have to have to try them again but i thought that'd be really cool and if i you know i might even do two episodes and and especially if i if i can't get him on by i'd like to have an episode where i just kind of talk about stardew as a game and you know the aspects of agriculture that it incorporates and all that kind of stuff so i mean if i can't get him on i mean i might be might be knocking on your door <laughs> oh man that would be fun uh i'm i'm so unfresh i mean i tell you what uh Becky would probably be <laughs> the better ask of night because I'm like <laughs> I like whenever we did the Stardew episode, um, not to give too much spoilers away, our guest was pretty deep into it, and he's like, "So have you beaten this part of the game yet?" I'm like, "No, what is that?" And he's like, "You don't know what that is?" I'm like, "No, I don't know what that is." And and Becky's like, "We haven't got there yet." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> So, uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, despite my lots of hours, I'm still kind of a noob at the game. I do enjoy it, but I'm, I'm pretty, I'm a pretty filthy casual, I guess. <laughs> That's fair. I, I, I suffer the same fate. I mean, yesterday was the first time I played in, in probably a couple months and I'm like not even past year two yet. So I'm, I'm still pretty fresh. Oh, that's good. That's good stuff. I want to, I want to fire it up really bad. I just, I, I it's, ah, man, time, time is so hard right now. <laughs> yes. Yes. I know. I, I definitely, uh, definitely understand that struggle, but. Indeed. Uh, 
And also, yeah. I didn't mean to say no. I wasn't. I wasn't trying to say no. I'd totally come <laughs> on and have a, have a chat about Stardew. <laughs> so I don't want to. Uh... Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll have a we'll have a noob chat, and we'll we'll just annoy everyone who's ever played the game. That would be quite fun. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Don't, don't yeah, be no, upset by the fact. What do you use sprinklers for? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> So I just I just I just put down my fortieth um, second level sprinkler. You know that's the highest level they go, right? Like you know that's they they you can only ever use iron sprinklers. Like that's just you know that's <laughs> that, that's the best it gets. And then yeah. get get this. I I um I pissed off the mayor for the fourth time today. So digging through his trash. <laughs> Well, I, d- I dug through his trash and I gave him all of his least favorite gifts. You oh, know, yeah. I went on the wiki and said that was a good <laughs> yeah, plan. So the chicken, right? He doesn't like the chicken statue thing, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. So that was that was the that was the first thing I decided to to give him. Um. So I, I thought that'd be good for the for the town morale. And then you know I went and married Elliot. And you know, like you're supposed to do, and <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, just do everything awesome. possible to make the game as worse as possible. But no, I think that'd be fun. That'd um, be fun. <laughs> but no i think it's so after our conversation after having like the ecology conversation that kind of stuff i've learned a lot about like how people you know handle information and it's kind of opened my eyes about like you know what what is the proper way of teaching people about agriculture like because the best thing about stardew valley is that you know i always talk about like yeah you're on a farm and you're grazing crops but it's it's not super accurate to agriculture because i mean you have livestock but you don't get meat from them you get milk and truffle oil and you know wool and eggs but you get everything but meat from them um and your crops grow in like 14 days and that's like the most like some of them grow in like seven days so it's it's not like the the agriculture part is what is really accurate the accurate part of stardew valley and we might have talked about this before is how little you can get done in a day (laughs) Yeah, hundred percent. There's never enough time, even with pauses and that kind of stuff. It's like, ah, oh, the day's already right. gone, or or I'm so tired, I can't get down to the mine, <laughs> which is also right. accurate. Yeah, and that that's the part that I always talk about. I think I might mention that on the ecology episode is that you know agriculture is is all about allocating as much time and energy as you can to the resources you have to get done first, and then doing the rest of it. Like you know, when you wake up in the morning, you go down, you feed your animals, you collect all your stuff, you put it in the processors. That way, you're making eggs or you're making mayonnaise, or you're making making cheese, and then you go off and do your stuff. Whereas, you know, as you advance, you can have sprinklers to water your crops. You can have, you know, automated feeders to handle your animals. And even then you can have workers hired. Even then you still don't have enough time to do the stuff you want to do because you have to fish, you have to mine, you have to go make relationships, you have to go get stuff ready for the next festival. Like there's always something else going on. And that was kind of the, the point I was trying to get across with that episode was that, you know, no matter how much you're doing in agriculture, because people always like to say that like automated agriculture is because farmers are lazy. No, it's because farmers have so much to do, they cannot afford to not have automation. <laughs> no, absolutely. I mean, it's just, I mean, you know, anybody think of any job that you do. I mean, it, it's, if you could automate one part of it, you're not going to be sitting on your behind. You will be, okay, like I automated this part. Now I can do these 15 other things. I mean, you, you right. do that for, you know, my field, which is mortgage lending. I was like, if you just automate my uh my entire process after i find a loan it's like well you know what that means i just find more loans you know it doesn't mean that oh i can kick my feet up i've got my one loan for the day or whatever it's like no no Mm -hmm. no no. i need to find more Uh, that that, one is not enough 
Um, mm-hmm. And also expenses go up whenever you have automation. So you have to pay for those expenses. So you pay for it with scale. So you get more done and pay for the mm-hmm. <laughs> pay for the automation or the workers <laughs> or whatever it is. Right. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, even even with podcasting, you know, that's a big thing is like, you know, you can automate your uh, your posting. So it goes out whenever you're ready for it to go out. That doesn't mean you don't spend that time doing something else. And in fact, it's quite the opposite. Like as soon as I figured out how to automate my posting, I was out, you know, contacting people more often. I was networking more. I was editing more. I, you know, get all my editing done and I have all my stuff, you know, automated to to do whatever it's got to do. Then I'm off working on new projects, you know, so it's like there's always a grind there. You know, it's automation is not there for the purpose of getting lazier it's, it's for the purpose of getting more done exactly and that was kind of the you know that was the the essential talk out because we talked about that with, with our last episode with you know talking about the new ag, uh, ag technology that's been coming out a lot of that technology you know like the the artificially intelligent robots and the um you know the drones and and the automatic milkers all that kind of stuff that's not so farmers have less to do it's so they can get more of what they couldn't do done you know or or they can they can fit more production into their facility or you know whatever the case may be they don't stop they just do different stuff or they scale things up and they like add acreage so they can have more so you know it's like if i can handle by myself with my bare hands five acres of planting but then i add a tractor now i can do 10 acres of planting and but i gotta cover the cost of the tractor etc so you just keep scaling out um because people think about scale and you know economies of scale selling you know millions of a, a cell phone or whatever but what people don't often consider is expenses scale too and so mm-hmm. if you give everybody a 50 cent an hour raise but you have a hundred thousand employees well you just cost yourself you know millions for the year mm-hmm. so it's like it's a you know th- those things scale hugely expenses and profits so you gotta you gotta balance those things Right, exactly, and that's you know that's that's a big aspect of, of the food in, food industry that people don't always tend to realize. And you know, I've I've even had questions like that on on episodes. People have asked me like, you know, if if you know this costs so much in in the uh, in the market, why is the farmer still not making money? And they don't understand that there's there's other you know there's other factors to why it costs that much. It's not just that the farmer is charging you more. You know, there's there's middleman prices too. You have the you know the packager, you have the you know the delivery truck, you have the processing plant, you have you know the inspectors, all that kind of stuff. Plus, Plus, you know, like you mentioned, like paying the workers, you have the, you know, all the the regulations and like, you know, you have to get costs for inspections and all that kind of stuff. Like there's a lot that goes into that, that, you know, food price raise. And and a lot of it isn't even on the farmer because the farmer doesn't dictate the prices. The market dictates the prices. And so, you know, that kind of stuff is true, like you mentioned, for any industry. You also have the problem of, uh, you know. Farmers are working in an exact science. You know, sometimes crops fail. Sometimes you have storms. Sometimes you have stuff that happens, um, and, you know, recalls, whatever. And when that stuff happens, they have to factor that into their price too. So just because they mm-hmm. plant a hundred seeds does not mean they yield a hundred crops. They yield seventy-five or whatever. And then sometimes, you know, next time they may only yield fifty. But so they have mm-hmm. to price to offset their loss, or they go bankrupt. So you, you, it's not just a one-to-one. There's extenuating factors. Right. Yeah, no, exactly. And so that's, I mean, I think that, that over time I, I have grown as a podcaster and as an educator that in, in a way that I can communicate some of that kind of stuff in, in ways that gets listeners excited, you know, and instead of just talking, cause you know, you can talk in, in your, in your comfortable terminology and, and it get lost on anyone who's listening to you because not every factor is, or not every term is going to be understandable. So like, if I were to talk to you about, about cattle, I could talk to you about, you know, um, genetic modification 
and that's, you know, you might be able to understand that. But if I bring up, you know, um, EPDs, you might not fully understand what I'm talking about because, you know, there's, there's a, a bridge in terminology there. Um, and so that's kind of what has adapted my my conversation style from, you know, being more technical and bringing in all kinds of different, you know, examples and all that kind of stuff to bring to being more not – I don't. I don't mean to say like dumb it down because that's not what I'm doing. But it's like it's it's almost like translating it into a comfortable language. You know, whether it be in the context of, of movies or video games or or even in the context of something that they can understand. Like you know, within their own household, um, like with pets. I mean, like I had like the animal rights discussion with with one of my guests, and we talked about pets versus livestock and all that kind of stuff. And so like there's there's a certain level of you know, when you're trying to teach someone something, there's a certain level of translation that needs to be had as well that isn't always there. And that's where a lot of misconceptions tend to show up. Absolutely. You're talking about sales, by the way, which, you know, kind of my thing. But um, I mean, I'm not actually a salesperson. I am kind of, but, you know, anyway. Um, but no, it, that's what you, you, you talk to a person at their level, you know, and you're talking mm-hmm. to an audience at their level. So, you know, some people are going to know nothing and some people are going to know a little bit. Some people are going to know a mm-hmm. lot because they did the research. And so you talk to them at their level. If you if you talk, this is called corn and we do this. If you're talking to, to a <laughs> farmer about that, he's going to like, yeah, okay, I'm not, I made a mistake. <laughs> I'm not talking to this guy. Right. But if you're talking to me, yeah. just average Joe Blow, you know, you got, you, you would like, you kind of assess, okay, what does he know? Does he know anything? Does he know a little bit? And you kind of meet me at my level because if you don't, then either I'm going to be totally confused or I'm going to be bored. And so you got to striking that balance is hard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no. And that's kind of the problem right now is that, you know, a lot of people in agriculture, even those that are trying to do what I'm doing, they don't understand where that medium ground is. They're either completely dumbing it down and, and they're, you know, almost being condescending in a way to their, to their audience without meaning to, or they're, they're talking in their comfortable language in a way that the audience isn't going to care. You know, that's just, like you said, they're either bored or they're confused or it's something that they just don't, you know, don't understand. So they're, they're just completely turned off by it. Maybe they, maybe they're trying to listen, but their brain just tunes it out because they don't understand it or whatever the case may be. I mean, you might remember from, from the first couple episodes we recorded, I asked very simple questions that almost seemed condescending, but I was trying hard not to make them be that way. Like, you know, where does chocolate milk come from? What's the difference between a cow and a bowl? You know, stuff like that. But the reason I asked that is not because I, I don't think that you know it. It's because if I assume that you do know it, and I go on and talk about all this kind of stuff, then I might miss the mark somewhere and I might, I might you know, cause a, 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 a breach in our conversation that, that doesn't need to be there. So... I don't ask those questions anymore, but I do have questions that I will ask during conversations to kind of gauge my my guest and my listeners kind of, you know, level of understanding of the concept before I move on and talk about something. And you might have noticed, you know, I don't know, I don't know how, how much of my newer episodes you've listened to, but I've, you might have noticed I've kind of adapted that over time instead of just like, do you know this? Do you know that? To like, I'll start kind of like inching in parts of a conversation if they seem like they understand what i'm talking about then i'll just go full in and talk about it if they're not getting it then i'll kind of you know trace my steps back a little bit yeah i think that's a little more natural way of having that conversation because you know you're you're doing an interview of sorts but you don't you know whenever you're doing an interview of like a job if i'm thinking of a job interview um if you're doing mm-hmm. a job interview you don't just go in there and say do you can you do this job you know you, you kind of like oh, hey mm-hmm. how's it going da, da, da. and you ask behavioral questions and you kind of you, you inch in a way that's that's not um, that that's not obvious, and and right. so because you, you're you're bringing them in comfortably, and you want them to be able to do something at at their. You want them to describe what they can do at their level, and so you're again that that's that's your goal is you're doing it in a more natural way instead of so do you, you know, do you know what a bull is? 
you know, do you know the difference between a cow and a bull? What about a pig? You know, do you know, et cetera. You're just, you know, <laughs> yeah, what's the, no, exactly. Pigs and, make bacon, right? That's what, that, yes, pigs make the bacon. You got it. <laughs> right. And that was kind of the, you know, that was the goal from the start was to try to avoid having to, you know, have those conversations of like, do you know what this is versus this is? Because that tends to kind of cause, you know, it's, it's not that it's disrespectful, but it, but it can almost come across that way. Um, so like, you know, like that was kind of, I mean, that was a little bit of the purpose of, of bringing you back on here today was to kind of see, you know, where my, you know, personally where my interview style has, has evolved over time. Like, did you, I mean, I know that you probably didn't, but did you feel condescended against in, in our original conversation when I was asking those questions? No, no, I understood what you were trying to do. I, d- I found it humorous, so I was like, well, I'm just going to play okay. along a little bit. But I, I mean, that may have not been helpful in hindsight. I don't know. <laughs> but, but, uh, no, I, I think the humor did kind of help break the ice for a little bit, too. Like, it didn't, that way it didn't seem like you were you know, offended by me asking simple no. questions like that. Because you didn't but, know me from Adam. You, know, you literally found me on Reddit, you know, wandering about <laughs> the Reddits. And it's like, hey, would you like to do the show? I'm like, sure, that sounds fine. And it's like, you don't know anything. I may be the, the world's biggest dunderhead with a mic, which I may hate. I, I probably am, let's be honest. But <laughs> <laughs> No, definitely not. I mean, I've from from what I've heard from, from your podcast, you, you know at least a little bit about what you're talking about. Except um, with Star Wars. Except with Star Wars, and even then, like I, I always like to like to criticize how much you know about Star Wars. It's not like you guys got that much wrong. I just needed to nitpick because I felt the need to nitpick. And I'm I'm joking, by the way. I, <laughs> it's an in canon joke, you know. I love inside jokes. Right? Yeah. No, that's that's kind of the you know that's the great thing about this podcast is the the amount of the amount of insider jokes that I've made is just awesome. Um, but no, I think that that's something that I you know. When I started this, when I started this second season, I started with the intention of being able to have conversations with people who didn't know, but I had no idea how to have those conversations because I hadn't had them before, which, you know, like I said, you were a little bit like my lab rat in that way. And, and, you know, you helped me kind of figure out where that healthy middle ground is. And actually, I think it was after your episode that I stopped asking those questions. Oh, really? Because it might have been like one or two episodes later, but I, I was going back and listening to those questions and I was like, man that sounds really mean when I ask that question. Like, I know, I know you, that you didn't take it that way, but somebody who's listening to that might think like, oh, this guy assumes that, you know, that we're all idiots and that we're not going to understand this. But, you know, so I I kind of adapted my style almost, you know, almost immediately after your last episode to, to be more, you know, inviting and, and conversational instead of just like to the point, do you know this or do you not? Yeah, I think that I think that's probably a, a good a good switch, and like I said, it's a little more natural, and also maybe a little less. Um, oh, it, it, it while well, the episodes went different ways, you know, it, it won't start off the same because it, it makes uh, the first you know, little bits of the episodes kind of start off similar, and then and then you build off into other interesting areas. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's a good opening to, to just right. So hey, let's talk. Let's talk about the pig. Do you want a pig? Let me hear. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. No, and, and I think that it kind of, it did help out a lot that I was able to have you and, and some of my earlier guests like Alex on who were a little bit more, you know, uh, casual with, with the conversation in a way that like, you know, you guys broke the ice for me. Like like you said, you know, you, you took my questions almost comedically and turned them into fun talking points instead of just, you know taking offense to them or, or just being very, very strict about them. I've had some guests in the past, I'm, I'm not going to say who, but I've had some guests in the past that didn't realize that this can be a fun conversation. You know, they thought it was, it was pure education and they're, you know, like they're trying to come in here and, and be very, you know, very stringent on, you know, keeping things cat, you know, very, very, um, 
professional. And I was like, guys, you can you can loosen up a little bit. Like, you know, if I ask you a question, it's not because I think you're stupid. It's because I, I you know, I'm genuinely trying to gauge where you're at, and I'm I'm trying to get this into a little bit more of a dynamic conversation. And it just doesn't necessarily go that direction. So I think I was a little bit more fortunate to have you know like you and Alex and, and Eric and some of those earlier guys that were able to kind of you know give me like a back and forth kind of response with those questions. Well, thank you. I, I it was it was it was a fun one to have. So and also you know whenever I don't know what to do, I make a joke. So that's <laughs> so, so that works out all right. It's like I don't I don't know to do with my hand. So let's just let's make a make a joke. We'll go with that. Yeah. No, that that ended up being perfect. So kind of, you know, transitioning away from, from the, you know, how I did, you know, my, mm-hmm. from, from the, the, the critique of my, of my uh, interview style, did you, you know, did you feel like, you know, leaving that conversation that you actually like, you know, knew, not obviously you knew more about agriculture than you, than you did going into it, but like, did you feel like you actually learned something or was it kind of just like a, oh, that's a fun fact? Yeah, no, I think, um, I think it surprised me how little people know, <laughs> like th- those, mm. those, those, leading interview questions and the, the, the statistics that went along with them. I, I don't remember the specific questions, but just the sheer insane number of people who don't know where chocolate milk comes from and that kind of stuff. And me mm-hmm. being raised around that, that kind of stuff. I, I was just kind of like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> 75% of people think chocolate milk comes from brown cows. Are you kidding me? And that may not be a real number, but you know, um, but I, I, I was, that, that was eye opening for me. So um, I'm certainly no expert by any means, but I, I, I guess apparently know a little bit more than the average. I don't know <laughs> by those numbers, yeah, you know. No, that's yeah. No, I, I'm I'm glad that you know the the at least some of that you know conversation was like actually you know beneficial because like that's always a concern too is like people come on here and they you know they talk to me for a little bit they they listen to what I'm saying and as soon as the microphone turns off then they just you know it's out of you know out of out of sight out of mind kind of mentality and they just completely forget everything they learned. Um, that doesn't necessarily seem to be the case with most of my guests. Most of them have been pretty, like I've had, I don't know if you, if you've, you know, had the chance to meet or, or listen to Joanne from the turtle, Sa- uh, turtle stack podcast. Um, no, not yet. No, that sounds interesting though. She's awesome. I'd recommend, you know, if you're looking for guests for your season two, I would definitely recommend it. And she's always looking for people on her podcast. So she's one worth, worth getting a hold, but um, I've had her on a couple podcasts now, and from the first conversation to the second, you could tell that she'd actually been like thinking about what I had told her in the first, and she had like you know advanced questions, and she was you know lo- like she wanted to learn, learn like logistics and stuff like that, and so that was like kind of cool to hear. Was like oh somebody actually somebody actually listened to me, somebody cared about what yeah. I had to say. That's always um, fun. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, but um, no, so I, I was I was curious, and you know, like it, it's always good to hear, you know people enjoyed the conversation but did they get anything out of it is is kind of the kind of the important question there so you know the fact that that kind of opened your eyes a little bit was was good to hear which i mean you know being raised around the dairy industry you were already kind of exposed to some of the stuff i was going to talk about so i guess that's that's not really fair but um (laughs) no no but it it was it was still it was still good stuff i enjoyed especially the distribution and uh and Mm -hmm. talking about the um uh, supply chain stuff that was that was interesting that i didn't know much about on the backside. so um, that, that in particular was pretty fun in addition to facts and figures. Cause I do like statistics. So. Yeah. Kind of, kind of, I mean, after, after getting to know you a little bit more, I've, I've gathered that numbers are kind of your best friends. So yes, especially like projections <laughs> and things. I don't like exact numbers. I'm an accountant. I'm a finance person. You know, it's different. <laughs> it's a, right. I like to have room to make mistakes. <laughs> There's no room for mistakes <laughs> in accounting. Right. No, exactly. Um, but I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's, that's good to hear that, you know, you're, you're, for the most part, my earlier guests were still kind of, 
you know, getting something productive out of the conversation. So that being said, since that conversation, and I know we talked about this a little bit, but have you, you know, come across anything, you know, in terms of like, have you seen anything on social media about agriculture or have you just in general, like thought of anything else that you were curious about or any other questions? Hmm. So I have, but, but uh, I, I'm a bad guest, and then I'm like, I've started. Th- it's a, there, there's been things that have entered my mind. So my wife is um, very uh, conscious of, of organic food and that kind of stuff, and so mm. seeing that kind of stuff, uh, you know, just trying to you know be real cognizant of of, of having extra clean food um just because my kids have special or my eldest has a kid has a special need has special needs and uh so being really cognizant of of clean good food so i i I have Mm -hmm. had more general just interest in like organic food and that kind of stuff and um so not a very good question to ask specifically but maybe you can maybe you could shed some light on on uh organic farming versus regular farming um that that would be that would be interesting to me yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, and the reason I ask is just, you know, for old time's sake, get some, get some, some conversation going. Um, mm-hmm, absolutely. But, you know, uh, so the the main difference between organic and, and regular farming and, and, you know, by regular, I mean conventional farming, um, basically is, is what level of, really there's a certification process for organic farming. And that certification process basically means that an organic farm hasn't used X level of, you know, chem- chemicals on their crops. Um, typically there's, there's different types of organic labels too. Um, so, and, and, you know, there's, there's specific labels for different things. I can't remember for, for the life of me what each label specifically means, but like um, there's, there's the 100% organic label. If it has 100% organic, that means it's actually organic. There's like other labels that mean like, you know, organic or like, you know, it, it, it contains organic products. Those mean that they're like lower percents. Like there's like a 90%, there's like a 75%, stuff like that. Um, the reason that that label exists is because somebody who's farming organically has to get certified that they haven't used any type of, you know, uh, chemicals or genetic modification or changes to their farming procedures that uh, are deemed by the organic, you know, um, by by the USDA as non-organic. Because organic basically just means they're growing it naturally. The misconception... The, sorry, the, the the misconception tends to be that organic food is grown without any kind of pesticides, without any kind of genetic modification, anything like that. That's not necessarily true. They can use pesticides, they can use fertilizers, and they don't have to be organic pesticides or organic fertilizers. They can use those too, but it's the amount in which they apply that makes it, you know, certifiable. Okay, so um, like under 5% or 2% or whatever whatever the number is. Right. Be. Okay. Right. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what the number is. I think it depends on, you know, the acreage, like, you know, this percent per acre or whatever. Okay. Um, but I'm not entirely sure what the numbers are. I, I could get them, you know, at, a, at sure. another time. But Would um, it matter I, like, I, what they're, what's being farmed? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I apologize. But would it matter, like, no, what crop is being farmed? Uh, does that, do you, do you think that would change the percentages per se? Uh, I would say so. Um, I think it, yeah, I think it definitely depends on, on what's being grown, what the circumstance is, what state it's in too, because obviously some states, like like I'm, I live in California, we have the most regulations on everything in terms of agriculture. Um, so obviously they're going to regulate it a little bit heavier, but um, it depends on what state, it, what state it's in, what crop is being grown. Um, you know, the regulations even change, you know, over time too. So what, like one year might be less than 5%, the next year it's, it's less than 2% or something like that. So it's like, it kind of just depends on, on how things are are shifting and also the organic market can kind of determine some of that stuff too so 
Um, there's just, you know, the, the, the common thing that people believe is if it's organic, it's automatically completely free of pesticides, antibiotics, you know, like, uh, like organic animals are completely free of antibiotics. Not entirely true. Um, uh, most, most of the time they are, um, but it, it doesn't necessarily mean that they, that they are 100% free of all that kind of stuff. Um, so the, the main difference really is just, like I said, like the, the level of application and also how it's grown. So like if you have an organic field next to a conventional field, they have to be a certain distance apart or else, you know, there's potential lawsuits that can be had. Um, oh, wow. That's because, yeah. So like there's actually, I can't remember what the, uh, what the circumstance was, but I know that a couple of years ago, there was actually a lawsuit um, actually near my hometown where there was uh, two fields next to each other. I think they were corn fields. One was organic, one was um, not organic. And the non-organic one accidentally cross-pollinated with the organic one. And the organic guy sued the non-organic guy because that basically disqualified his entire field from being certified. Oh no, um, what a mess. Yeah. Yeah. So there's stuff like that can happen too. So like, you know, the, the level of, you know, like you have to be very cognizant of cross pollination of, you know, um, of, you know, if somebody's like, uh, spraying a field with pesticides, like they're flying over a field, uh, if they hit the organic field, then that causes some issues. So they have to be cognizant of that. Um, you have to be aware of the soil. So like if you're, let's just say you're growing conventionally grown corn and you want to switch to organic corn, you have to completely, you know, plow under your field, and it takes three years for you to be able to grow organic field, uh, organic corn. Good gracious. Um, yeah, so you have to give you have to give it three years for that for that soil to be completely rid of all of those chemicals and stuff like that, and then the certifier can come in and certify the field that, and that's before you even get to grow anything, and then you get to start growing stuff. So the actual process of growing organic is, is pretty, pretty strenuous. And that, that's actually why it costs so much more. People think that it's just for a marketing ploy. I guess that's kind of true too, but it also is a lot harder to grow organically because your crops are a lot like, are a lot more likely to die. You're a lot less likely to be able to uh, grow, you know, a, a large quantity of crops because the yields are lower on, on, on non, non, non GMO crops. Um, and all that kind of stuff. I mean, like, in, like, like I said, you have to go through the certification process, which costs a lot. You have to go three years without growing anything to, to get that whole certification done. So it, there's a lot of hoops to jump through. And because of that, that's why the, the price gets, you know, cranked up so much. Some of it is because of the marketing stuff too. It's because, you know, people will buy it, so they'll charge it. But really it's, it, it, it is a lot more strenuous for the farmer have to go through to, to grow that stuff organically. Yeah. And they need a lot more land to, to grow the organic stuff. Um, to get mm-hmm. a similar yield as a conventional farm. Right. And another big, you know, misconception too is people tend to think that if you're an organic farmer that you just farm organically. That's not really the case. I mean, there's actually a lot of, you know, conventional farmers who have organic fields somewhere else. Um I actually I knew a um I, I knew a dairyman who he raised, you know, organic grass fed beef and down the street he had a conventional dairy that was being fed grain and they're milking and they're using antibiotics. So it's just a matter of, you know, don't don't just believe that just because it came from an organic farm, then it came from an organic farmer. So does that that make sense? Yes, yes. Interesting. So, yeah. So that's kind of you know those are the big differences between organic and like kind of you know this this is isn't necessarily the same thing, but kind of ties into the same thing. Like let's say you have two, you know, like let's say you have organic cows, you know, like like dairy cows, and they're out on a field, like they're not in a barn or anything, they're out in a field and they're being raised organically. If you have to give one of them an antibiotic, and if it gets sick, it's like there's always like the belief that you know if if meat is raised antibiotic free, that then that means that the cow like you know probably died young or something like that. Not always the case. If 
if if a cow gets sick, they can give it an antibiotic. The thing is, though, it gets moved to a different pasture and it can no longer be considered sold. It can't. It can only be sold with the organic label on it. it so it, it cannot be sold with the organic label. You say, right? So that makes sense. Okay. You can have. Yeah, you can have like two fields next to each other, and if if a cow gets sick in one field, you just push it to the other field with the other cows, and they just get you know they get their antibiotic, and then they're back to being normal. But they can no longer be sold organically; they have to be sold under under the conventional name. And so, it's not that somebody who raises their cows without antibiotics is you know they just let their cows die; it's that they just don't sell them organically. That makes sense. I mean, rather than no, you can't that because cows are incredibly expensive. So just letting letting mm-hmm. one die because he get sick would be extremely costly right i mean not to mention the animal rights issues with it you know you can't just let a cow die because it gets sick you got to treat that thing also true yes so, <laughs> um but yeah so that's those are kind of the the main i don't know if, if, if that answers your question about you know the difference between conventional organic in terms of growing but given how poorly i framed the question yes that was a good answer <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, but yeah, so that's kind of, I mean, and there's, there's, you know, there's a different conversation to be had against the difference between conventional and organic food, but as far as how it's grown, those are the main differences you'd have to, you'd have to know about. Those are good questions. I mean, uh, good answers. I should say, yes, I had to ask great questions. No, those are, those are uh, great, an- uh, good answers because that, that is the one thing that's probably stayed in my mind the most since then. It's like, hmm, um, cause my wife, she's been, uh, looking into this for quite a while, um, just cause of my son's special needs but um it was something that kind of like hmm that kind of planted the planted the seed if you will <laughs> of 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 the differences uh, that made it made it pretty interesting in my mind hmm. yeah no it's definitely it's, it's a really interesting conversation and i, I you know, i'm definitely not um you know you'll, you'll get some people who are who are agricultural advocates that are completely against the idea of organic i really don't care i think that there's a good place for both of them and obviously you know there are different needs for different types of food. Um, I I have heard the you know the argument that that people with with special needs need to eat organically for one reason or another. I I haven't heard why though. Like do you, do you know the specific reason as to why that is? Oh, my wife would be so proud of me getting to to bring up some of this. <laughs> um, <laughs> my understanding is is that um, it's a big part of of gut health, um, and so I'm gonna badly paraphrase, but. Um, I also not an expert. My wife is, is the researcher and much more in tune to these things than I. So my, my knowledge is very secondhand, but my understanding is, is, is a lot of the gut health because especially my, my son's got autism. And so, um, hmm. and so a lot of autistic things are tied to gut health and such that, um, if you are putting better food in and can keep their gut health improved, it can help their symptoms where they can process things better um because there's huh. there's just a lot going on inside their inside their little their little stomachs so just you know because a lot of times people with autism have a lot of food allergies and stuff as well so having organic food versus not organic is not going to cure allergies but it, it can help help them just better be able to process things their bodies don't have to work as hard to break down food and so they can just better be able to because he, he just gets overwhelmed with everything um mm. it, it just everything sensory wise from noise to sound, to taste, it just is overwhelming. So having, giving him ways to regulate that and doing it via his, uh, his, his gut is a good way to do that. And so trying to limit the, the pesticides and things like that that gets into a system, it just helps 
helps that uh that good health is at least is my understanding but that is about as uh as deep as i know she would be able to go give you a little more in-depth answer to that <laughs> yeah no that's, that's that's really interesting so i've actually so i've studied autism um a little bit because i i mean it's something that I've, i was really interested in for a long time um i used to date a girl who had a brother that was um autistic i used to work with him while like, teaching him stuff in school and, and that kind of stuff um and also i don't have you heard of temple grandin um the name sounds familiar okay so she is awesome she's um she's actually an, an autism um like spokesperson and okay. she's a, l- a large animal rights spokesperson as well and i actually had studied her for uh, i still do study her for you know a, a really long time i've looked into her stuff she you know she's she's written a lot of the the you know modern literature on uh, animal behavior on animal rights on you know like our better understanding of how livestock work she actually she actually like redesigned all of the slaughterhouses in the united states to be um, like, you know, suited to, to keep the animals as calm as possible. That way they produce better meat. And the reason she knows how to do that stuff is because, you know, so she, like, like I said, she is autistic and through her, um, through her autism, she has a unique ability to kind of see the world through the animal's eyes. So she's able to understand how the animals view things. And it's so, like, she'll like walk through a pen and she'll see like, you know, a glimmer of sunshine. She's like, Oh, that cow's not going to walk through here because that sunshine's there. You need to patch that hole. And so like, she's like she she it's insane how her brain works and and that actually it was part of the reason why i got so interested in how autism works and so i started studying it quite a bit and so she had some really really interesting thoughts on a lot of that stuff i actually hadn't heard about the the gut health thing though that's really interesting that that's kind of a because i've heard arguments about you know like why you know why you should organically instead of conventionally and i have heard some you know some fears about it uh, about like gmos and stuff like that causing autism but i hadn't seen anything to to back that but i'd never heard anything about people who already you know are autistic um eating that that you know eating organic food for gut health i mean it, it makes sense but that's 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 really interesting yeah yeah it's it's less the gmos i mean it you know but more more the pesticides and that kind of thing um the right the, uh, what's the, what's the What's the one that's definitely... Like residue? No, not even residue. It's a specific... Uh, glycophil, I think is the... Oh, glyphosate. Glyphosate. that's the one. Yes, thank you. Uh, mm-hmm. so that, that's, the, that's the one that that's, can do some pretty nasty stuff to, to gut health. Uh, and so it's, you can't use glyphosate on organic, right? Is that right? That's yeah, that's correct. I mean, most actually most operations ban glyphosate nowadays just because of how many issues it's been reported of causing. Um, there's there's a lot of I mean even conventional farms that refuse to use glyphosate just because of you know lawsuit reasons and that kind of stuff. Glyphosate is just Roundup, right? I I believe so. Yes, that's okay. that's kind of, that's the that's the like the primary active chemical in Roundup. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. So um, there are some alternatives to like I think that I think that Roundup is actually like they're developing alternatives to it that don't use glyphosate for those reasons. Um, I could be wrong about that, but that's that's what I heard around like maybe they're early in development, but that's kind of what I heard around the bush. So um, Roundup, I, I mean, they need to change their name. <laughs> They've got a lot of <laughs> got a lot of mud on their face from that, right? Yeah, so I don't know what the status is on that because I, like I said, I heard like pieces of that whole controversy, but I, I don't fully know what the whole context of it was. I have heard some some pretty nasty things about glyphosate though, so it does make sense that that would be, you know, something to avoid for for somebody in that situation. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And so we we try and avoid that where where possible, and and we, we're relatively successful, so <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> well, that's good. No, I'm I'm glad to 
glad to hear that. So yeah, no, I definitely recommend looking into looking into Temple Grandin. She's got all kinds of books on on autism and like how you know proper ways to handle autistic children as they get older and and you know good ways of getting them you know especially if they're if they're higher functioning. You know she has she has a, a lot of good strategies on how to get them involved in stuff and get them you know working on on like yeah how to get them jobs and how to get them active in like social Absolutely. you know life and that kind of stuff. So she's awesome. That, that's good stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah. My 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 son is very high functioning actually. I mean on first glance you might not even know and then hmm. did you hang out and you're like oh oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I, I definitely i've worked with some some kids that they're, they're kind of like that where like you you wouldn't be able to guess and then they just kind of have like little quirks that kind of make you think so mm-hmm. yeah um, no that's that definitely makes makes sense but no that's awesome so yeah, um, yeah good stuff yeah wasn't anticipating that in this conversation so so there <laughs> there, there you have it yeah, no, I wasn't either. I mean, I was just, you know, like I said, trying, you know, for old time's sake, answer, answer some, some ag questions, but, um, that's good stuff. That's a good conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, does that kind of, I mean, I don't know if, if, if you had anything else about organic or any other questions in general you had, but, um, I don't think so. I think, um, I, I, I probably hang up the call and be like, and be like, ah, oh, I should have asked about this, but, <laughs> but, uh, nothing springs to mind immediately. The, the, the organic thing, has just been such a broad thing that's entered my life. And, and so that mm-hmm. stays in my mind and, but it's hard to break that down into why, what is the question? <laughs> um, it's like, it's like organic question mark. You can answer that, right? Just organic. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't have much else specific. Um, after I finish Mulan, though, I might I might have some uh, questions if there's some, if there's some good ag stuff to uh, to talk about. Awesome. Well, I still need to watch it too. So if I watch it and I see anything, then I'll I'll know what to what to answer. But yeah, no, I mean, it, oops, sorry if I hit my mic. That's okay. um, uh, yeah, no, if anything comes to mind, you can always just reach out to me. You know how to contact me, and you know we haven't we haven't gotten to to play any games in a while so we'll have to have a little sit down session and talk about move on and, and organic and you know all that kind of fun stuff so that sounds like a blast um, <laughs> awesome i mean that was kind of all i mean the whole you know my my whole purpose when when having this episode was for one kind of have like a nice reflection episode this being the last episode of of the season you know kind of reflect on where you know where we've come from and how you kind of started it all i thought it'd be kind of poetic to have my first guest also be my last guest so um, well, I'm honored to, yeah. uh, to capstone it or bookend it or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> One of those words. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it, it has been an absolute pleasure, as always, to, to chat with you. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it, I, I'll come back anytime you'll have me. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, I mean, I, I will definitely be looking for guests for season three. So, I mean, you're more than welcome to come back on, um, especially once you start getting your, you know, your second season all, all warmed up, then I'll be, I'll be you know, shouting you guys out all, all over the place. So, um, that'll be, uh, that'll be a lot of fun. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, if we have a follow-up to start, you know, uh, we, we, I'm sure would, would, uh, very much enjoy having you on as well. So, or, or whatever <laughs> other nerdy conversations, you know, you might get to have the, the live Star Wars correct. It's like, okay, I have a list. We're going to talk about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> So here's everywhere we went wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're going to talk about Star Wars. Nope, we're talking about Star Wars. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. Wrong star. <laughs> we'll get to the video game in a second. We have some issues to address. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, awesome. But yeah, no, I've, you know, I've, I've, uh, I'm sure I had a pleasure of, of having you on this podcast for the third time now. You know, it's always, always fun hearing from you and, and, you know, seeing, seeing your support and all that kind of stuff. So, um, I'm, I guarantee I'll have you back on here in the future. So, um, you're kind of a uh, a fan favorite right now. You've you've brought a lot to the podcast, so. Oh well, thank you. 
Yeah. So I think that's all I, I had for you. Um, you know, if, if you'd like to, to get the chance to plug all your you know, social media and, and, you know, your second season, all that kind of stuff, feel, feel free to. Okay. Um, I, I won't rehash everything, but uh, two persons talking podcast. I uh, host that with my friend Becky in Canada. Uh, the name is Silly Mundane Things. It should be available wherever you get your podcasts. Um, uh, I tweet very, very infrequently at GameGuy2006. You're welcome to follow me there if you like. Um, but otherwise, uh, keep keep listening to, to Brendan here. It's this is uh, this is it's been an absolute pleasure being on here again. I enjoy uh, enjoyed these conversations. So yeah, it was fun. Awesome. Well, yeah, no, I'm I'm uh, happy to have you have you on. I'll put your links down in the description so people can go check you guys check you out and uh, you know go go give your three episodes a listen in, in preparation for number four to come out. Um, I know I'm very excited. It might, it might like I said, it might even be out by the time this episode airs. So if it is, I'll I'll share it all around. But um, nice, thank you. Yeah. So yeah, thanks again, Patrick, for coming on. Thanks to all my listeners for tuning in and and supporting me throughout this season. I'm looking forward to hearing all of you from. Uh, season three, which you know we'll have a couple weeks before that starts, but uh, yeah, thank all of you so much once again, and, and don't forget if you ate today, thank a farmer. Mm-hmm.